section twelve of a book of sibyls by anne thackeray ritchie this librivox recording is in the public domain miss edgeworth part five we have seen how miss elizabeth sneed who could not make up her mind to marry mr day notwithstanding all he had gone through for her sake had eventually consented to become mr edgeworth's third wife with this stepmother for many years to come maria lived in an affectionate intimacy only to be exceeded by that most faithful companionship which existed for fifty years between her and the lady from whose memoirs i quote it was about seventeen eighty two that maria went home to live at edgeworth town with her father and his wife with the many young brothers and sisters the family was a large one and already consisted of her own sisters of honora the daughter of mrs honora and lovell her son to these succeeded many others of the third generation and two sisters of mrs edgeworth's who also made their home at edgeworth town maria had once before been there very young but she was now old enough to be struck with the difference then so striking between ireland and england the tones and looks the melancholy and the gaiety of the people were so new and extraordinary to her that the delineations she long afterwards made of irish character probably owe their life and truth to the impression made on her mind at this time as a stranger though it was june when they landed there was snow on the roses she ran out to gather and she felt altogether in a new and unfamiliar country she herself describes the feelings of the master of a family returning to an irish home wherever he turned his eyes in or out of his home damp dilapidation waste appeared painting glazing roofing fencing finishing all were wanting the back yard and even the front lawn round the windows of the house were filled with loungers followers and petitioners tenants under tenants drivers sub-agent and agent were to have audience and they all had grievances and secret informations accusations reciprocations and quarrels each under each interminable her account of her father's dealings with them is admirable i was with him constantly and i was amused and interested in seeing how he made his way through their complaints petitions and grievances with decision and dispatch he all the time in good humour with the people and they delighted with him though he often rated them roundly when they stood before him perverse in litigation helpless in procrastination detected in cunning or convicted of falsehood they saw into his character almost as soon as he understood theirs mr edgeworth had in very remarkable degree that power of ruling and administering which is one of the rarest of gifts he seems to have shown great firmness and good sense in his conduct in the troubled times in which he lived he saw to his own affairs administered justice put down middlemen as far as possible reorganized the letting out of the estate unlike many of his neighbors he was careful not to sacrifice the future to present ease of mind and out of pocket he put down rack-rents and bribes of every sort and did his best to establish things upon a firm and lasting basis but if it was not possible even for mr edgeworth to make such things all as they should have been outside the house the sketch given of the family life at home is very pleasant 
the father lives in perfect confidence with his children admitting them to his confidence interesting them in his experiments spending his days with them consulting them there are no reservations he does his business in the great sitting-room surrounded by his family i have heard it described as a large ground-floor room with windows to the garden and with two columns supporting the further end by one of which maria's writing-desk used to be placed a desk which her father had devised for her which used to be drawn out to the fireside when she worked does not mr edgeworth also mention in one of his letters a picture of thomas day hanging over a sofa against the wall books in plenty there were we may be sure and perhaps models of ingenious machines and different appliances for scientific work sir henry holland and mr ticknor give a curious description of mr edgeworth's many ingenious inventions there were strange locks to the rooms and telegraphic dispatches to the kitchen clocks at the one side of the house were wound up by simply opening certain doors at the other end it has been remarked that all miss edgeworth's heroes had a smattering of science several of her brothers inherited her father's turn for it we hear of them raising steeples and establishing telegraphs in partnership with him maria shared of the family labors and used to help her father in the business connected with the estate to assist him also to keep the accounts she had a special turn for accounts and she was pleased with her exquisitely neat columns and by the accuracy with which her figures fell into their proper places long after her father's death this knowledge and experience enabled her to manage the estate for her eldest stepbrother mr lovell edgeworth she was able at a time of great national difficulty and anxious crisis to meet a storm in which many a larger fortune was wrecked but in seventeen eighty two she was a young girl only beginning life storms were not yet and she was putting out her wings in the sunshine her father set her to translate adele et theodore by madame de genlis she had a great facility for languages and her french was really remarkable holcroft's version of the book however appeared and the edgeworth translation was never completed mr day wrote a letter to congratulate mr edgeworth on the occasion it seemed horrible to mr day that a woman should appear in print it is possible that the edgeworth family was no exception to the rule by which large and clever and animated families are apt to live in a certain atmosphere of their own but notwithstanding this strong family bias few people can have seen more of the world felt its temper more justly or appreciated more fully the interesting varieties of people to be found in it than maria edgeworth within easy reach of edgeworth town were different agreeable and cultivated houses there was pakenham hall with lord longford for its master one of its daughters was the future duchess of wellington who was always kitty packenham for her old friends there at castle forbes also lived i take it more than one of the well-bred and delightful persons out of patronage and the absentee who may in real life have borne the names of lady moira and lady grenard besides there were cousins and relations without number foxes ruxtons marriages and intermarriages 
and when the time came for occasional absences and expeditions from home the circle seemed to have spread incalculably in every direction the edgeworths appear to have been a genuinely sociable clan interested in others and certainly interesting to them End of section 12